We like the feeling of right very often. We like the feeling of righteousness very often. Come on, who's willing to admit it? Come on. Oh, you're not willing to admit it. Only some of you are. However, is right what you want? Or is it happiness? And when I say happiness, I'm using that as a generic term right now because you can replace happiness with, you know, what are you willing to give up to be more prosperous? What are you willing to give up to be healthier? What are you willing to give up to be more in love? What are you willing to give up to be more, more successful, to be more creative? Like, so you, I'm saying happy as a generic term, but you can replace that with, every, with whatever you want. Now, here's the thing. Very often, we move in our patterns, and we get attached to our way of behaving. We get attached to the way things are. We get, you know, and, and it's one of the saddest things, and I see this in my work, is that when couples come together and they get married, you know, five, ten years down the line, you know, the husband says to the wife, well, you're just not like you used to be. Well, I should hope not because that would mean I didn't grow one iota in five or 10 years, and vice versa. So I don't want to be attached to the person I was in relationship to. I want to have a relationship with the person that I'm with who's becoming more of themselves. You understand? So, but in order to allow for the more, I have to let go of my idea of the way I think it's supposed to be. You, you with me with this? So, sometimes I find things, I find myself being inspired by things that I didn't always know were biblical. And what I have found myself uh, quoting recently a lot, if only to myself, because sometimes I take on different things as mantras, and it's to live by faith and not by sight. And, what I, and, and the beautiful thing about that is that once we do our work to develop our faith, we can live with an expectancy that good will unfold before us, that we don't have to drive it. You know, I would rather be in front of the cart being pulled by spirit rather than being behind the cart and pushing it up the hill. Some of us are behind it and we're pushing, and we're sweating, and we're grunting, and we're in pain, and we're wondering why we don't feel good. And it's because we haven't allowed for spirit to work in and through us. I love how um, when I sometimes I wake up from my dreams, or even in my dreams, my talk is happening in my dream. And so I woke up this morning, and so actually I leave my phone next to my bed, my smartphone, I was corrected, thank you. My smart, not my iPhone, but my smartphone. My smartphone next to me so I can reach up and get the recorder so I can record this, this message. And what came for me was, it's about letting go, letting it flow, and letting God do the how. And so in order, in order for, to, for me to experience a greater experience of happiness, of fullness, of being more fully expressed, of being even more prosperous, all those things, whatever that is, I have to let myself be willing to not be in charge. Now, to some of us, that, that listening could start to sound like separation because if anything, this teaching is about oneness. It is about spirit as one, God as one, life as one. 
one, one life, one love, one essence of good, one beauty, one joy, one life energy, one force that moves, moves and motivates me in every aspect of my being. That's what we are, that's what we are about. However, there are times that there is the, 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 what we like to call the local of me, that's the personality of Michelle. That's Michelle Wadley, born in Jersey City to you know, the seventh child of a, of a large um, Catholic Irish family, okay? That's the local of me. But the non-local of me is that part of me where I have learned that I am so much more than my name. I'm so much more than my address. I am so much more than my age and the sex that I am. I am more than that. I am the all-expanding essence of life that is constantly pulsating and calling me to a higher life experience. Yes? You might not recognize it. Some of you might feel that tug, and sometimes you think the tug feels, you might think the tug feels a little scary. You might be a little concerned where you're being pulled to. You might prejudge it. You might actually think it's uncomfortable. Anybody sometimes feel that tug, and instead of letting go, you hold back a little bit? Yeah, but imagine this. Imagine throwing off your arms and taking that breath and leaping into the hands of the one inspiration that, has, that shall have its way with you if you allow it and trust that I don't have to guide it, I don't have to direct it, I don't have to make it happen, I get caught, I get loved, I get supported. So in order to have a bit greater experience of happiness, I have to be willing to not be in charge. Anybody willing to not be in charge? If, you're will, if you can know that on the other side of that is a greater life expression? So, but because this is a thinking teaching, I mean, we are, we are a teaching order and we are a healing order. And when I say healing, I mean the revealing of truth. That's who we are. That's what this teaching is, okay? But some of us have come to it because we didn't like some, you know, maybe, maybe you came out of a, a place where you didn't want to be told how to do life or you, you didn't want to hear any more lessons about sin or that you were going to hell in a handbasket. Maybe you didn't want to hear any more of that. So... You came here because there's a level of intelligence that guides the teaching here. And in that intelligence, sometimes we do think a little bit like we have to do it. We do want to think our way through it. I understand that. I like thinking. I like high-level conversations. I like, I'm for, for a fluffy, kind of mushy woman that I am, I'm also highly logical. And so I, you know, I, I have found, thank you God, the balance of both. But so for me, I did not have a blind faith walking in. I did not walk into this teaching as a practitioner, as a minister, just filled with faith. I had to find the faith. And I found the faith by proving the teaching. 
Now, I don't mean that as a condition, but I had to build my muscles, just like those of you who go to the gym and you work out, you build the muscles. And then all of a sudden, there's one point one day, maybe you're doing the same routine, and then you come in the next week, and especially if you ever work with a trainer, all of a sudden, they put a weight in your hand that's like much heavier than any time before, and you look at them, but they know. They know that you've been preparing to lift heavier weight. They're your teacher, they're your guide, they know you've been prepared. We don't always recognize that we've, we've been preparing the way. And so, so for us, for me, I know that I had to build my faith out of practice. And if that disappoints you, I'm sorry, but that's the intellectual side of me. So I love the teaching, I love the teaching, then I use the teaching, then I apply the teaching, then I love the teaching more, then I apply the teaching more. And every time I do, I'm taught more to let go. And I'm taught more that, that, that the word that we speak works. So I'm willing to give up my attachment and I'm willing to give up control in most places. <laughs> you wouldn't want me to lie to you. I'm willing, I'm willing to also not let, and I want to say this to you, sometimes we let even people that love us dearly, we let other people interrupt our dreams because they think they know better. You know that? You, you have those peoples? Love them. And then turn away and do what you want to do. And I don't mean that with any, any malice in my heart. Because unless you are fully expressed being you, and I can't remember the classic Howard Thurman quote that I adore and love so much. Anybody want to look that up for me? <laughs> Anybody want to Google Howard Thurman? It's his quote about you have to live your life of dreams. Because what the world wants is us who are living our life of dreams and fulfillment. You understand? We don't, we don't need to live someone else's life. You're not here to live the life like everybody else in this center or like me or the practitioners or Tony or anybody else that's here. You're here to live your life in the fullness. And so in order to do that, you have to be willing to be more, to be the unknown. Did you find it yet, Dan? I know Dan's on it. He's always on it. You can always depend upon my young adult to be on it. So don't let your life be interrupted by the negativity of others or the doubt of others. Don't let it. You have enough to deal with in your own mind. And like, so what if you go around projecting a high idea? What happens if you're wrong? At least you lived uh, with, that, with that feeling of hope and possibility. You found it, Shulamit? Yes. Don't ask what the world needs. Yes. What? Yes. Did you hear that? Shulamit, can I have that? So I can say it on the microphone out loud. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Oh, oh dear, really? Oh, don't ask what the world needs. Ask what makes you come alive and do that. For what the world needs is people who have come alive. And that's you. And that's you. That's you. That's me. And um, it gets a little scary sometimes because we, 
we're not sure. You know, letting go of what's dependable for the unknown, it, it's, it can be a little scary moment, right? You know that, you know that moment? Yeah. Where you, you gotta let go of, what? I gotta get my oh, I, yes, I promise. <laughs> Are you attached to your phone? <laughs> but there is a place. I mean, those of you who have moved in or out of relationships, who have moved in and out of jobs, you know, we're having a very interesting experience around here right now. Some of you, as we've been saying all morning, some of you got warning for parking spaces last week, right? And so now we want to make sure you don't get the tickets and we're asking you to park somewhere else. And then last week, we didn't have heat here for an entire week, which was kind of, you know, a little nippy at the beginning of the week. It got warmed, warmed up. And then the lovely fire inspector came. Violations, violations, violations all over the place. And he says, you got 30 days to comply. So I batted my eyes and I said, could you just get me through Christmas? I said, what can I do so you get me through Christmas? He said, we'll figure it out. Now, I didn't have to take that personally. He's doing his job, and he's trying to keep us safe. But all of a sudden, we're looking at messages that are pretty blatant. <laughs> Sometimes we stay in relationships too long. And then all of a sudden they break up and they're all dramatic when we should have just gotten out. Or we stay in a job and I, and I see you, you want to make it work, you want to make it work, and then you f they fire your butt. And you're like, oh, I could have just left on my own. So sometimes we stay too long, we get attached to the familiar. But the familiar is not a comforting character. It's not always a comforting character. The comfort is when you are alive and your happiness on that side of the equation comes when you let go of your attachment to what is. A little Buddhist thing going on there, but you know what I'm saying, right? You get that? And so this teaching, we hopefully prepare you by giving you the skills so that you can embrace that possibility. And you embrace it by, by developing a full set of spiritual practices. By your daily prayer treatment, by your daily meditation, by your daily reading. And today, after service today, Reverend Joel and I are bringing you a one-hour workshop. Because if we, you know, reading of everything that's going on, what we know is that we really must lift, lift the collective consciousness of prosperity for everyone here at the center. So I invite you, if that's in any way a challenge to you, to be here today, because we're going to do it in a really fun, community-wide way. So what are you willing to give up? Are you willing to give up that bread, if it means you'll feel better? Are you willing to give up the extra TV that you watch that's really just you avoiding your life? Are you willing to give up the extra alcohol, that you really didn't need that second, third, and fourth drink. Maybe you didn't need the first one. Are you willing to give up being pissed off, angry, and resentful to have a life of flow and a life of prosperity? Are you willing? Because you want to look at those places. 
Inside every one of us, I guarantee if you look, there's something you're doing. And last, I listened to Reverend Joel's talk last week, and I want to make reference. He talked about procrastination. And what I want to say to you about procrastination, procrastination doesn't live in and of itself. It's a, it's a banner, an overarching banner that we use when we, can't, when we haven't gone deep enough within to understand why we don't do things. It, that's what we call it. But when I procrastinate, if I feel really good about something and I think I'm, I'm ready and I've done the work and I've done my practice, nothing can stand in my way. I'm a driven woman. If something stands in my way, it's because I have self-doubt, I have self-fear, I have a lack of confidence. And then, if I, and, but I do that kind of journey work, but if I don't look deep enough within, I just say, oh, I procrastinated. And then you don't look deeper. Look deeper. There's a reason why you are not embracing your full possibility. There's a reason, and there's something, and it's always here. It's always right here. All the, all the answers are right here, always. Yes? yes? So, we're here to let go of our attachments. We're here to embrace possibility. And we're here to allow the one be the how. Can you do that? Yes. Are you willing to do that? Yes. Do you want what comes from doing that? Yes. How do you know? How do you know? Huh? Okay. Then, then the thing is, I, and I love the Nike, I love the Nike logo. Just do it. I mean, that, just do it. Do it. Pay the dues. Do it. The dues here. The dues here. So, let us, we are all in place. Who's jo you joining me? Let us, ah, uh, oh. Let's take this into our spiritual understanding. And if you will, please hold the hand of some beautiful individual sitting next to you, a person of beauty, a person of power. Make that connection. Feel it. And be present to it. Take a deep breath all together. Let us sense that there is the one that is the one that is moving, ebbing, and flowing in through and as each one of us right now. It is moving through us as the individual and as the collective. Let us recognize right now that we are being called to a higher expression, a higher possibility. We are being called to happiness. And that, that, that pull, that tug, that tug is spirit saying, Come forth. It is that tug that's saying, live by faith and not by sight. It is that tug that, that is the tug sometimes of your heart, and it's saying, be brave. You can do this. Be in love, for you are worthy. Stay awake, for it happens in your awake moments. That is the beauty of this, this pull. That is the beauty of the relationship of the one. So inside right now, just go to that place of the yes. And just repeat after me, if you will, in this moment. 
I am willing to accept my good and my greater good. I am willing to expand my consciousness of receptivity. I am willing to give up whatever is necessary to embrace my full life experience. I feel spirit moving me. It is good and very good. And with abundant gratitude for this moment and these words that we have spoken, with abundant gratitude for the law, with abundant gratitude for the beauty of life itself, I do now surrender this word gloriously as I invite you to release it with me by saying, and so it is.